0: today's kernel is going out to nick who left me a very kind message Uh, nick wrote thanks for all of your good work loving both of the podcasts eating them up the way that you break down the different facets of finances has been super helpful and insightful so nick thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time to leave that message and hope you enjoy today's episode Hey, this is Chris, hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, inflation is one of those topics that I think we're going to continue to hear discussed for a while. I mean, at least for the rest of this year, it seems like. And I'm in the camp of... Inflation is something that we should, you know, be aware of, but it's not something that I think should keep you up at night I think we've all at this point seen that there are prices that are rising for things that we need and enjoy like food and Travel specifically is getting really crazy and out of control But we have seen some prices start to fall in other areas So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, don't stress yourself out about this But just be aware and try to educate yourself as much as you can on the topic I actually got the chance to speak with Wayne over at KFIAM640 about inflation and also how inflation may impact Social Security benefits.
1: All right. Inflation is all in the news. Most of the coverage of inflation is that it's happening and that the consumer price index is up in big ways. What do you make of that? Is this a problem we need to be terribly concerned about, mildly concerned about, or it's not a big
0: deal? You know, that I think that's the toughest part about the situation. It's we're all looking at it and saying, how concerned should we be? I'm somewhere in the middle right now where it's like I'm not overly concerned, but it's not something that I'm ignoring. I'm, I'm still keeping my eye on things because we are still making comparisons to 2020, which was a, a very strange year. That was we were right in the middle of the pandemic in July of 2020. Prices were doing weird things because demand was down in some areas. It was high in others. So it's hard to make a fair comparison, but I think we can all agree that we have seen prices increase across many of the areas that we all um, shop for when we go out to the store.
1: All right. I think the fed chairman said, Hey, yeah, it's, it's spiking right now, but it's going to calm down soon. Do you agree? It's going to calm down soon.
0: It, it is so hard to know, but I, I, I think I've been in that camp of, I I think things will calm and settle because so much of our price increases that we're seeing are because of the disruptions we've seen. so, there's still issues in the supply chain, meaning all of the manufacturers and pieces that go into all the things we buy, they're still trying to get back to normal levels. They're still trying to get production back to where it was. And so because of the slowdown, you're seeing all these shortages, which are contributing to higher prices. Because uh, as we find that things aren't in stock the way we would like them to be, you will see retailers raise prices because they can, because the demand is there for something that's in short supply. So It does look like there's a possibility, a strong possibility, that prices could return to normal as stock and supply returns back to levels we saw prior to the pandemic.
1: Is there a danger when something like this, which is a shorter-term transient issue driving inflation, is there any danger in the consumer becoming used to it and expecting more inflation? Can Mm. that actually somehow cause more inflation?
0: It actually can. The, the very strange thing about inflation is that it's somewhat psychological and, c- and it can be a self-fulfilling situation because the more we hear about it, the more we hear that, oh, inflation is is going out of control. Things are getting more and more expensive. It creates a fear in us as consumers. And then we may start demanding higher wages or or we will see uh, maybe businesses start to raise their prices because they say, oh, prices are going to keep going up. We need to raise our prices. And it creates a cycle as we expect prices to become higher. We may start Uh, stocking up on things when they're at lower prices and which causes the price to rise because you start to diminish the stock of the items that are available. And it it can become a vicious cycle, a spiral when fears are up about inflation.
1: If you've ever paid off a student loan or started a business, you know how life-changing it can be. So wouldn't it be nice if there were some way to celebrate that? That's why I started Statement Cards, because financial accomplishments and career milestones are as worthy of celebration as pregnancies and engagements, and it's time to give those milestones the recognition they deserve. Head to StatementCards.com to check out our full line of greeting cards. That's StatementCards.com. All right, so this inflation and what's been going on with the Consumer Price Index how is that affecting the uh, next cost of living increase for Social Security people?
0: So what we're seeing right now is that they're projecting, it's still a little early, we're just in the middle of the year, but they're projecting for 2022 that the cost of living increase for Social Security could be as high as 6.1%. And that is up uh, from, I think it was around 5.3% last month. So the, the the expectations of what that cost of living increase will be is starting to creep higher and higher. And wh- why that's important is, For those receiving social security benefits many of them that's their one of their sole or at least primary sources of income and it's fixed there's not anything they can do to make that number go up they can't go and work more hours because they're they're retired they're receiving this benefit to hopefully enjoy the later years of their lives and so these the cpi adjustment this cost of living adjustment is meant to help those on this fixed income source be able to maintain their purchasing power because as, you know, even when we're not dealing with this situation with higher inflation than normal prices do rise year over year. And if prices rise at a higher rate than the benefits these people receive, then they essentially, their benefits become less valuable over time and it, and it limits what they're able to do and how they're able to, uh, to live their lives.
1: All right. So now uh, to finish up this segment, it's really good to talk to you. The thing I'm going to complain about is obviously not your fault. So you can certainly choose to defend it or explain why, or, you know, if you agree that it's crap, you can say that too. But here's what I want to bring up. The cost of living increase for Social Security recipients is based on something called the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers, the CPI-W. Okay, so that's what it is. That's what they use. Now, there's some legislation, I believe... That has been introduced that would say that's not the best way to decide how much more to give people in Social Security. And we would like to use the consumer price index for the elderly, the CPI E, because that'll better reflect what older people are spending their money on. Why do we have a bunch of different consumer price index? Is there is there
0: a Mm -hmm. legitimate reason for this? Uh, yes, there is. There's actually there's various versions of the of this index. And it's because they need to be used in different situations. The example you gave there of the CPIW, which is being used, gasoline is more heavily weighted in the uh, that percentage that's generated because it's assuming that these people are going to work. So the cost of gasoline is a big issue because they're going to be driving, commuting back and forth to work. Whereas someone who is retired, receiving Social Security benefits, you're assuming that they're probably not driving as much as they used to but for them, what's a bigger cost, a bigger portion of their income is going towards healthcare, And with the CPIE, the one focused for the elderly, that one weighs healthcare costs more heavily in generating that percentage. So it's actually slightly higher than the CPIW, but it's used to reflect what the true cost is for this group. Because everyone is so unique, everyone is so different in how different price changes affect them personally. Because there's things that I buy that my parents don't buy and vice versa. So it's important to have indicators that are a little more tailored to the group that we're looking at and who are going to benefit or not benefit from these changes in, in the, uh, the adjustments, it's important to have something that's more specific to them to really reflect how they're impacted. Because the, if the rate is too low, then these people who are on the social security benefits will slowly start to lose money or lose purchasing power over time.
1: All right, you did it. I didn't think somebody could talk me down from thinking this was <laughs> a bunch of unnecessary BS, but you managed to do it. Chris, thank you so much. Good talking to you. Chris Browning, financial analyst, and, of course, you host the Popcorn Finance Podcast wherever podcasts are available. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon. All
0: right, thanks for having me. Big thanks to Wayne over at KFI AM 640 for having me on again. And if you're not out here in the Southern California area, you can go check out his show over on the iHeartRadio app. And big announcement. I, I kind of just completely missed this, but Popcorn Finance hit 1 million downloads. It's one of those things where it's like I try not to look at the downloads too much But I, I check in from time to time just to see how the show is doing It's a huge milestone for the show to hit But I know it's really just because Each of you come back week after week and listen to the podcast I give you all the credit for supporting the show And you know telling friends and family about it And, and helping the show grow to what it is So thank you so much for your support, for your time uh, for you sticking with me week after week So I appreciate it And I'm just looking forward to what the future brings and and what we see and hopefully the years to come with Popcorn Finance. So thank you all again. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.